This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And going a few verses down, it says in verse 11 of Matthew 2, I, And going into the house, they saw the child with, his, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I read these verses this morning because I hope that our hearts are here to worship. I hope that our hearts are here to worship Jesus. We're glad to have Maga here with us worshiping and Tobias traveling a good distance to be with us. And we pray that our worship If you could imagine and fathom the depth of worship that they had, desire for this king. I hope that we can have that same kind of worship. As most of you know, caroling, uh, Christmas songs, I've been playing Christmas song for three months, so... I enjoy it a great deal, uh, I guess from nostalgia, from my youth, maybe good times. It just, it seems like people are generally more happy during Christmas time. Not always, but generally more happy during Christmas time. But I, I have a confession to make that <clears throat> Wednesday, I was supposed to actually work. I took off work uh, this last Wednesday, and we had caroling with the church scheduled, and so because I was off, I could come. I had worked quite a bit that week and was pretty exhausted, and my heart and my mind was not right in, in participating in caroling. It wasn't, even though I loved to carol. I loved to sing Christmas songs. And we get, thankfully, Megan was, in, you know, I didn't complain, and she didn't really know it. She knew I was tired. But uh, thankfully, she was encouraging, and the kids were excited and, and all that, so it helped me. So we get there, and I missed the nursing home part of it because Emmy had fallen asleep in the car, and so we had to sit in the car. But uh, at, we got to get out at Miss Anita's, and, and I began singing, and it was just like it all melted away. It was all, it was all good, and my spirits were lifted. I had joy. Uh, I wasn't tired anymore. It was, it, was, it was very refreshing for me to experience that. So I, I share that honesty with you, and I want to look at a, a few aspects of a few Christmas songs that, that I think are noteworthy, that I think are worth bringing up this morning. The song, O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. 
Long lay the world in sin and air pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. I, I know that some of you were hoping that I would sing that to you this morning, but I, I will not. I will later when Joe leads it. But. So, something that stood out to me in this song is this weary, this word weary, the weary soul. You ever been weary? Are you weary now at Christmas time? Megan and I were actually just talking this morning where we were in the bathroom getting ready and we talked about how, how this week has been, the last few weeks have been quite, uh, I don't know, what would you say? <laughs> busy? I don't like to use the word busy. We've been busier than we would prefer, uh, out of necessity. And she made the comment not to... to uh, Nothing negative necessarily, but she just made the comment that it just hasn't felt like Christmas. Yeah, have y'all ever felt that way? How was your morning this morning? How was your week? We've been trying to meet a deadline on finishing up this house, and, it's, and we've all been exhausted. We've passed each other at dinner, and that's about it. And that's not how we like to live. That's not how we prefer to live. So it just hasn't felt like Christmas the word weary means physically or mentally exhausted by hard work, exertion, strain, which makes us fatigued and tired. This describes our world, <laughs> a weary soul. Looking back at Mary, they, they took this long journey and... Can you imagine that Mary was weary and that Joseph was weary? Can you, have you ever had, you gone on a long road trip and you, you're anticipating arriving at your hotel or your condo and you open the, you know, you slide the little thing or you punch the buttons and you open the door and it's like, ha, ah, you know, it's like this light shines. It's amazing. Well, ma imagine Joseph shows up and he's looking for a room for his exhausted, soon to be giving birth to a child wife who he just, drug around on a donkey for, you know, miles, and there's no door to open. There's no, there's no room. I just think about how exhausted Mary and Joseph were and, and how it just didn't feel like Christmas for them either. It didn't feel like Christmas. I think about the, the shepherds watching their flock, leaving their work, were probably weary. They were probably tired. The Magi who had dealt with Herod that had traveled a long distance as well were probably weary and exhausted from their travels. Remember Simeon and Anna, the prophets that, that were promised that they would not die. Simeon was promised that he would not die until he had seen the, the birth of the Messiah. He was probably exhausted, waiting for what we call Christmas. Christmas doesn't always feel like Christmas, does it? And that's okay. And I'll tell you why. What kept 
Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna and us, it probably doesn't feel like Christmas to the Averett family. Uh, Rhett's in the, hosp- in the hospital because he's sick. Clint's at home sick. You know, it probably doesn't feel like Christmas for the Pias, who f- are, are facing tremendous challenges in life. It probably doesn't feel like Christmas. And the weary soul can yet rejoice. Why? Because of a thrill of hope. A thrill of hope allows this weary soul to rejoice. A thrill of hope. Even when it doesn't feel like Christmas, we have a thrill of hope. Mary and Joseph welcomed their newborn son, Jesus, in horrible circumstances. The wise men persisted, and they got to encounter the newborn king. The shepherds met the Lord, their shepherd, and the prophets witnessed prophecies fulfilled. They were weary, but they had hope. We are weary, but we have hope, and a hope that brings us great thrill. Hope is defined as the feeling that what is wanted can be had. That events will turn out for the best. They had hope. And those things came about. And Mary held her little baby in a dirty manger, in a a stall for animals. Christmas doesn't always feel like Christmas. And that's okay. Because of the thrill of hope that we have in Jesus. It doesn't have to feel like Christmas. You know, death can be a part of Christmas. We had over nine calls at the fire station yesterday on Christmas Eve. It didn't feel like Christmas. People have emergencies on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve. There will be all kinds of calls and accidents and things that happen today, and it won't feel like Christmas, but it's okay because we have a thrill of hope, just like Jesus, just like Joseph and Mary had in these horrible circumstances. So it's interesting that a light illuminated the way to Jesus. It's interesting that in the third verse of God's word, it says, let there be light. God has used light in amazing ways to change our lives. Let there be light. And he separated the light from darkness, and he saw that the light was good. He used a light to bring those to Jesus who needed to find him. Later on in the song, O Holy Night, this verse says to us, Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by the light of a star, sweetly gleaming, here come the wise men from Orient Land. The king of kings lay thus in a lowly manger, and all our trials born to be our friend. Amen. John 8 and 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them and he said, I am the light of the world. No matter what darkness we face, what challenges or hopelessness we encounter during the Christmas season or any time in our lives, Jesus is the light of the world. It's like walking into a dark room and being able to flip on a light switch 
and it instantly changes everything. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So I want to take us through a few verses that talk about light, that talk about how God used the light. In the beginning, it says in John 1, 1 through 5, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and listen, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the thrill of hope that we have, that in Jesus, no matter what we face, that there is light within us and a promise of hope. John 11, 9 through 10. Jesus said, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. We fear darkness. Naturally, I know little kids are, you know, we make fun of, come on, you're not afraid of the dark, or grow up, right, Emmy? You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. But as adults, we fear the dark. We do, because it, it's, it's unknown. It's a vast emptiness that I think God has put in our hearts to naturally fear. Uh, there's a, a park, is it, well, not Care, is it, was it Careland, Careland Cross Park over on 74th Street? So that's in our district at work, and we've had a few calls there at night, and for some reason, it has lights that light up that place amazingly, but for some reason, those lights have been flickering. So it goes from pitch black to, like, daylight every three seconds, <laughs> you know? And that, that contrast has been, like, I, I, I mentioned even to the guy, I said, that's creepy, <laughs> you know? That's creepy. I'm not going to that park anymore. That's creepy. But it's the same park. It's the exact same playground, the exact same uh, creek or, or pond, what, Everything's exactly the same, but it's illuminated by the light, and it, and it changes us. And that's what Jesus has done. He has illuminated the darkness and changed everything. And he doesn't make it scary. John 12, 46 says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. We don't have to fear the unknown, because we know that in the middle of these trials and troubles, the light still shines, and then it shines in us, and it can sustain us. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 and 6, it says, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Satan, ha he uses darkness so that the light may not, that people won't open their eyes to the light, who is the image of God, for God who, who said... Let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Constantly uses light. Later on in John 8 and 12, Jesus says, Whosoever follows me doesn't have to walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time.
For at one time, you and me were darkness. We walked in darkness. It was like that light switch was turned off. But now you are the light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the hope. This is, this is the, the reason it doesn't matter if we face death or we face sickness or we face financial troubles, uh, family issues. It, it can't change the hope of Christmas. It can't. <laughs> Nothing can. No circumstances. It may not always feel like Christmas to us, but it doesn't change the hope that Jesus brought when he came and brought light to us. And when he transformed us out of darkness into his glorious light. Nothing changes that. And I hope that's what we celebrate this morning. I hope that's what, where we find our joy. Acts 26.18 says that to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among which among them which are sanctified by faith in me, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light. Peter goes on to talk about the church. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why? Why? So that we can feel good? So that we can have a, a good Christmas time, uh, you know, good family time? No. It's so that we might proclaim his excellencies. That's what we are for. When we do that, Whenever by, whenever we face difficulty and challenge and hardship, by having hope, by showing him and that we trust in him truly, even when Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas, because we have hope. And by, by having that hope in him and exercising that hope in him, we prove to him that we trust him. Like the psalmist says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? We don't have to fear darkness. We don't have to fear the challenges of this life. The difficulties that we struggle. We don't have to fear them. And in Revelations 21, 23 through 27... are some very encouraging verses. If you just paint a picture is what John's trying to do here of the glory of God, one, but also heaven. So just imagine a picture that he's trying to paint. And he says, And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine for it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp 
is the lamb. <laughs> Jesus, he, he says here, is, was the lamp. As if you go into a room and you turn the lamp on, Jesus is the lamp in this city. No need for lights, illumination. Jesus is the light. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring, into the, in, they will bring it, into it the glory and the honor of nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. The thrill of hope. That's it. That our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The thrill of hope. I hope that our families can unite as we meet today or tomorrow or, or as we met yesterday. That we, that's what we celebrate, this thrill of hope. Even though our weary bones are weary, and we're tired and exhausted, and, and at times we, you know, beat against the wind, so it feels, because of frustration, we have a thrill of hope that someday we will enter a land where Jesus is the lamp. He is the light. There's no need for sun, for moon, for stars. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Feeling the joy that God wants us to have in this Christmas season, requires a great pursuit of Jesus. While the world wants us to pursue and, and tempts us and, and constantly bombards us with other things to pursue, I've got to work extra because I've got to pay for, pre for presents. I've got to put in overtime. When the shepherds learned of Jesus' birth, what did they do? Did they hasten? Did they walk? Did they tarry for a while? He says, no, they hastened. They quickly went to find Jesus. They were in a constant pursuit of him. They went straightway to Bethlehem, the scriptures say, that they hurried. And we, we know how fervently the Magi pursued finding Jesus, when they found the star directing them to where they could find Jesus and worship him, it says that they were overwhelmed with joy. Instead of being like the shepherds or the wise men, I oftentimes find myself being more like the innkeeper. <laughs> I just don't have room for you. 
That's kind of how I felt this week. Thankfully, honestly, this preparing this sermon has helped a lot. It's helped prepare my heart. It's helped me refocus. If it hadn't been for that, I, I, I don't know where my mind would be. But Like the innkeeper who said, sorry. Ever happened to you? Too busy or overwhelmed, distracted. Luke 2 and 7 says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Instead of being like that innkeeper, we need to be a little more like the shepherds who dropped their work in hot pursuit of Jesus. That's what I would encourage you this Christmas. Be in hot pursuit of Jesus. And, and let everything else fall by the wayside if it must. <laughs> they left their work and they hurried off to find him. We need to be like the wise men whose only focus was to find the Messiah. And we need to be a lot more like Mary, who the scriptures record that she pondered these things in her heart. And we ponder what the coming of Jesus did for us and for our family, for the heritage, the legacy that we can leave behind. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Prepare him room. Enjoy the birth of Christ. Because it takes our weary souls and it brings great joy. And that's what we, we come here this morning to celebrate that thrill of hope that we have. I know that's why we're here. Merry Christmas from the Duggars. And may the thrill of hope in Christ overflow in your families as you celebrate this Christmas season. God bless. Let's stand and worship. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. 
May God bless you.